Welcome to Elevate Your Event, your go-to podcast for transforming fundraising events. Join us weekly for expert tips and creative ideas to make your next event a standout success. In this week's episode, will be part one of Psychology of Bidding. Our special guest is Marissa Walters with Wild Hair Auctions, Jeff Porter, CEO and founder of Handbid, and Elise Druckenmiller, the Client Services Manager. Together, they'll uncover the hidden triggers that can turn hesitant bidders into fierce competitors. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back to the latest episode of Elevate Your Event, where we talk about all the various ways you can make your next fundraising event and auction better. And we have a special guest today. We have Marissa Walters from Wild Hair Auctions. And it has nothing to do with the hair, by the way. No. Okay. Wild Hair Auctions and Events. Melissa is a benefit auctioneer, and she has a passion for raising money for nonprofits and for schools. We've worked with Melissa. (laughs) It's okay. We have worked with Marissa in the past, and we absolutely love working with her. She's got a lot of energy, and she has a lot of experience. She's raised a lot of money for charities, half a million dollars or more, I would say. Not personally, but I've assisted and or done myself over half a million dollars. I think that's awesome. And you have a background in restaurant management and event planning. I think you also are in the oil and gas field. That I am. As are we, so we love that. (laughs) If you can tell me what a royalty-free interest rate is, then you can come to our next auction and whisper in Elise's ear about... I can, actually. We can discuss royalties all day. Why in the heck is this thing going for $6 million versus the other one that went for one? Anyway, lots of fun stuff. We're not here to talk about oil and gas. Um, she's also an event expert for Hambid. Um, she's worked a number of Hambid events on the uh, Hambid side, running the software and doing check-in and all that amazing stuff. Um, and when she is not auctioneering or talking about royalty-free interest rights, she is a mom of two. How old are they? 15 and 13. Oh, no, just turned 14. So 14 and 15. Oh, my goodness. You are in the thick of it. We are. And Coleman gets his license in March, and I couldn't be more excited. Okay. So that, we're talking boys, girls? My oldest is a boy. The daughter, my daughter's the 14-year-old. The okay. So we're, we should do a podcast episode on who's harder to raise, boys or girls, because I have my opinion on that, <laughs> having three daughters and one son, um, as you probably do, too. Fair anyway, enough. We all live in Colorado, so that means we love the outdoors, um, as do you. Yes. And keeping up with your kids. And, yep. Are you got soccer and baseball and all that other kind of soccer? Fun soccer. My daughter does MMA, so that's oh. a that's Ooh. a fun. I know she doesn't wait till she gets angry with <laughs> totally. those female hormones. Stay well, out of the way. <laughs> anyone that dates Coleman should uh, should watch out because uh, she's going to come after them if they break his heart. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it. I love kids that st- or siblings that stick up for each yep. other for sure. You know we love that. Anyway, okay, what are we here to talk about today? Oh, Elise Drucker Miller is joining us as well. Well, we're not really here you. to talk about me, but <laughs> <laughs> we could. She's just happy the headphones haven't messed up her hair yet. <laughs> True story. <laughs> okay, we're here to talk about the psychology behind bidding in auctions. Who here has a psychology degree, by the way? I'm going to go with not me. Uh, not, not me, me. either. Yeah. But how many auctions have we been to where we've seen this play out? Oh, for yeah. sure. A bunch. Okay, so um, yes, we have um, consulted with various psychologists. Um, we are going to also employ all of our experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, into this particular podcast episode. And of course, where we needed to fill in, we asked ChatGPT a few questions, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, behavior and psychology definitely plays a role in how people participate in auctions. And auctions are obviously a common part of a lot of fundraisers. But I think mm-hmm. some of the things that we're going to talk about could apply to a paddle race. 
um, could apply to other things that you might be doing at your event as well. So um, just keep those in mind and where we think that it might apply to something beyond just the auctions, we'll tell you. But auctions, you guys have been around for a long time. They come in various forms. Um, and so most of the you know theories and, and, and whatnot that have kind of defined how auctions work have been perfected over time. So people really do, who are building out these auctions and have designed the rules around them, really do understand the psychology behind it. Uh, but it's still fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of the common psychological factors that influence bidders during an auction. So what, what comes to mind for you? First one. Um, competition. Competition. Well, isn't that what it's about? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not really an auction if one person wants the item. Exactly. Like, unless they really hate themselves and want to bid against themselves. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I've actually done that. Well, Hambid won't let you bid against yourself, so <laughs> you must have been using somebody else's software. Or that live auction, where that auctioneer will take you up yourself. Oh, oh. Mm. Competitive bidding against So hold on. Spouses. So you're a live auctioneer. So let me yeah. ask you this question. Are you doing that on purpose? Or like, can you be really vulnerable here and tell me that you just got lost on who the current winner was? Well... <laughs> Both have applied. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I've had some where you have that momentary blackout, and I'm like, and I'll, t oh, yes, I'll take that bid again. And you're like, where was I? And I have to look at my husband, and he gives me the, okay, I gotcha. Um, but then there are other times I don't like to take someone's additional bid if I know it for sure. Like I'll say, well, ma'am, you can't outbid yourself, but I'll take you that original bid. Let's go back to this one. Cause it feels a little disingenuous, right? right? Like to have someone up their own bid. If they are serious, there's those people that are like, I want that item, and they're just holding their hand up until it's theirs. I'll take that bid all day, but I'll make sure they know I'm taking that bid. Right. I'm not just accidentally doing it. Yes. Yeah, so competition against it's yourself, huge. right? Yeah, exactly. We should love ourselves, people. And when we love ourselves, we probably shouldn't compete against ourselves. Totally. Okay. So another one would be? I think the other one is that the loss aversion that we talk about, yeah. that FOMO. Like, it was mine. Once you bid on it, you own it. Right. It's your item. That fear of losing. Right? Yes. I mean, the world is definitely riddled with people that are fearful. And, and so, but in this case here, this actually can work into the charity's favor. You know, people don't want to lose. And we see this. And we're going to talk about some other things that kind of factor into this and like how you get that going. We used to call it the snowball effect, right? It's like you have one bid, you have two bids, you have three bids. But once somebody's kind of bid two or three or four times and all of a sudden it's now kind of competition, mm -hmm. then this loss aversion kicks in, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, heck, it's not about how much I'm spending now. It's about I do I, not. I'm winning this. Yeah, it is mine. I do not it want is. to lose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so I don't know who came up with this fancy term of anchoring bias, <laughs> but I would just call it like where you start an item and how you set up its bid increments matters. Absolutely. Okay? You've got to get people bidding. I remember one of the very first events that we did for Hambid, like go back to like 2011, okay? So 2011 timeframe, you know, we were running our first auctions and we did this event out in South Carolina and they had just moved from paper, obviously. And um, after the event, they, they said, well, we just didn't really see the activity we expected to see with mobile bidding. And then we look down at their items and we're like, well, we see why. Like you started everything at 50%, 60% of fair market value. And let's, that's a whole different topic about whether fair <laughs> totally. market value is even accurate. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then these bid increments were outrageously large. So if you had an item that was worth a thousand dollars, they would start it at 500 and then they would put a hundred, hundred and fifty dollar bid increment on it. And it's like, well, so now someone bids 500. Maybe you get that bid. 
But does someone really want to bid six hundred or six fifty for it? You sell, you're done. I mean, you sell it, you're probably done if you sell that. But I mean, honestly, like, yeah, maybe maybe five twenty five. I'd bid five fifty. Right. Watch what happens though. You will see this happen. Like where somebody they'll bid five twenty five, and then five fifty comes in, then five seventy five, and then six hundred. And by the time you're done, you probably see this with live auctions mm-hmm. too. You're way past that original bid increment. I think totally. it's that psychology of it's just twenty five dollars yes. instead of. Gosh, that's hundred and fifty dollars. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you see that too, especially with the silent auctions. And you know, one of the things when you can lower your opening bids when you see no movement and you lower it and you tell people, "Hey, go check out that section that doesn't have bids," and all of a sudden that item that no one was looking at goes boom, 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 and it's past what the original right. Right. opening bid was. Yeah. yeah. And look, we we all go through as as handbid experts, we'll go through that list and we'll be like. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And then you scratch your head, and go, "Why does this one have no bids on?" Oh, because it's wow. Let's fix that bid increment, or let's fix that opening bid, mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I did this once at an event in Nashville, and I remember the the item perfectly. It was the Ben Hogan one iron shot. It's a framed mm. photo, and if you're a golf you know, fan, you, you've, you've you seen this photo before. Okay. But I think they had it going for like $400 frame. No one was bidding on it. And I remember the guy saying to me like, all right, I got to go upstairs. You're in charge. I'm like, okay. So does in charge mean that I have free reign to like <laughs> fix some of the, he goes, I don't care what you do. I don't want to take anything home tonight. So I lowered it to 200 bucks and I put a $10 bid increment on it. And this thing went for 450 by the end of the night. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You just got to get people going. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, this one. This one is right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> Social influence? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> oh, man. So talk about this one, like social influence. Well, when I see people having a ton of fun bidding, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to get involved in that. Let me see what I can do here. Or, um, I mean, the same thing goes for... Um, when I guess it's just people conforming and wanting to participate when they see other people participating. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day. I mean, and it's interesting because I go back to the days, this is few and far between now, but back in those days when somebody would walk into the auction and be like, ah, you're using technology. Oh, this is going to be the worst. I mean, they just were like the Debbie Downers or the, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, the (laughs) Freddie Frowners, right? I mean, they were they were just bad, and mm-hmm. then they'd get into the auction area, and they would like scowl and wear the bid sheets, and and then they'd see everybody having fun on their phones, and yeah. they'd be like, well, "Maybe this isn't so bad." So how do I get this on my phone? Like, oh, come around, that's nice. Okay, yeah, we can help you out. So there is definitely it's contagious, right? yes. And you see this in live auctions, so you see You've this seen in the paddle, paddle. Yeah. and we talk about paddle it all the time. Race. Like, as a when you're planning your paddle, it doesn't matter the increment; you should have a lead gift at every increment, so you know that someone is raising their paddle at every level to include a hundred, right. because it's infectious, right? If I have two people at a thousand, hopefully I get two more. If right. I have one at fifty, I'm hoping that I'm going to get ten more. Right. But right. you should have that lead gift at every level. I agree, and it's so funny. Like, you see the elbows come out. Yep, Shh, honey. The Walters just donated a thousand dollars. Did you see that? It's totally raise the, your hand when you see it at a table. That right. is the best part, right? Yes. Like you get those one guy at a table, two guys at a table, and they just stare at their friends, and they're like, "And <laughs> I, we, and I'm it's right your here. turn." Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. It, it's true. It's true, you guys. And we were talking about this the other day. As it so, 
I'm on Noom, okay? And and <laughs> trust me, I'm I'm liking it. My wife thinks I'm nuts, okay? She's like, you know how to lose weight. Just go lose weight. Like, I don't know why you feel like you need to have somebody tell you how. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try it out. Like, because there's a lot of stuff in there about the psychology of not just food and eating and everything else. And obviously, with a Prada really kid, we understand metabolism probably better than most. But anyway, one of the things they said in there that it was news to me was that there's a there's a social aspect to eating and mm-hmm. you're socially influenced over what other people at the table with you are doing, what they order, when they start eating, when they stop eating, right? And so their big advice is be the first to order because then it's too late. Unless you're my wife, we'd be like, oh, I want to change my order because at least got this. But, but other than that, like if you're thinking like really honestly, I should have the – you know, fish on top of like cauliflower rice and it looks boring, but it's got a side of broccoli and that'd be my best choice. But you wait to go last and everybody else is having a That's burger steak. and fries, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're going to order the burger and fries is basically what New was saying. That's the social influence we're talking about. You know, so anyway, be the first to order at a restaurant. If you get anything out of this podcast <laughs> and Set be the, the first to drop your fork, <laughs> <laughs> be the first to be done. Anyway. I love it. Anyway, the, the social influence, we beat that one to death. Okay, so what's next? What's another psychology of bidding factor? What's in our list here? I know. I think um, we, we talked about it as part of that whole f- the FOMO piece, but it is that idea of the per- per- blah, 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 excuse me perceived scarcity. So yeah. this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. This is an exclusive event. So now all of a sudden when you see that, you're going yeah. after that item because you're not losing it. Right. No, I agree with that one. Right, for sure. A um, couple others that we mentioned that I thought were interesting was the, you know, I don't know who calls this the endowment effect. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like we're in like a college class. Totally. Okay. I put in, I've emotionally bought this before I bid on it. Okay. Yep. Like I'm going, and, and you guess what? I'm probably worse about this than my wife is, but we're driving to an event to the auction and I'm like, oh yeah. I am going on this trip right here. Like it is. You see mine. yourself on the beach. You already have the cocktail in your yes. hand. You're there. Yes, and so that helps. And, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But to do that, obviously, that auction has to be open in advance, or you have to be promoting items in advance, and all of those things are good good advice. So anyway, um, the next one I wanted to jump into real quickly because it's got the poker kind of connotation to it is this kind of what they call escalation of commitment. I mean, in poker, you call it being pot committed. I mean, Mm -hmm. at some point, you feel like I've got enough invested in this item, whether it's emotionally, probably not financially, because unless it's like a runaround or something, right? like you're probably not going to pay anything if you lose, but at least emotionally invested in, I'm, I'm in. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna lose now. Right? When you hear so many live auctioneers say, You've come this far. You've come this far. And in their minds, well, I have. You're right. Like that's I got right. us to this point. Yeah. I own this. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. That's definitely. Totally. You have another one to share? Um Struck and Miller. Merchandising. Yes. Merchandising. Um, how you present the items. Yes. Plays a big piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the first events I did and it was up in Boulder and we show up there and they had maybe 20 items or so. It was in a dark hall. And so they had like not many bids going on. They're like, I don't know about this mobile bidding thing. Like no one's bidding on anything. So I walk in there and I look and there's a cardboard box, 
like mm-hmm. and it's like it's long and square like rectangular and it's leaning up against the wall and then on the table was a very small I'd say 4 by 6 size photo of a tent <laughs> and they had a thing that said tent okay? <laughs> like maybe two person tent you know and the item code like 202 or something right right and i said so is that what's in that box and they're like yeah i said like, no one's bidding on it. I go, because no one can see it. Like, you've got it in Open the box. Open it up. Stand said, it up. put this puppy together. Like, yeah. well, we don't have room to do that. I go, and it's dark in here. I can't even see the photo. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you take that, right? And then you look at some of the events we go to now, and it's unbelievable. I mean, yes. we went to one event. And Marissa, you would love this because this was part of the live auction. Oh, wow. And so the live auction was in a room and the stage was in the middle. So the auctioneer is on a square stage in the middle. And it was a like trip to the Canadian Rockies, flights, skiing, everything. And all of a sudden, as they're describing it, there's four video screens on every wall showing the video presentation of the item. Mm -hmm. Okay. With Air Canada sponsoring it. Right. And then it starts to snow. Nuh-uh. So they start dropping fake snow in the room, okay? And I was like, okay. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I'm there. Yeah. Yes, that's amazing. This. Yeah, and they did one. There was a huge one that was a trip to Africa, and they bring out this, like, African, like, drum band core, all in their tribal gear, and are roaming through the entire auction area, playing this tune, and then lining up in front of the stage for this auction to go off on this trip. Oh, my like, gosh. Some African safari. So I'm like, at least they didn't bring out the lions. And right. The, <laughs> and a little much. A little much. <laughs> the the tigers. <laughs> That's amazing. Could have possibly eaten the crowd. But, <laughs> but this was, it was really neat. So the whole point there is you don't have to go that far. But, no. But really do show the items well. Mm-hmm. Light it well. We say, like, no offense to Walmart. Apple store over Walmart. Right. Right. I mean, Apple stores are incredibly well lit, mm-hmm. and there's they're not cluttered, right? Things look well, like it's clean. Yes, it's like clean. clean looking. Yes. yes, yeah. And so, we've we've done tons of articles and blogs on this kind of stuff. Yeah, but, right. And, and you, you you notice it, right? Yeah, right. And it's the the beforehand piece too, right? The marketing of your items ahead of time, absolutely, yeah. of getting people excited about what that is before they get there. Like, yes. so they're you in the car that's already on that trip, right? You almost have to like make it. Make it part of their experience. Mm-hmm. I know. I was thinking like the other day we were like, because I'm such a like techie nerd about certain things and now Apple's got those new goggles and I'm thinking, <laughs> how cool would it be at an event to like have them put them on and then get to see themselves at there. the trip? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be cool. Wouldn't That'd be, be neat? really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and just bid right there. There you go. Right with their goggles on. <laughs> you know what? We're going to bring the top two bidders up to stage. And you're like, here you go. That's right. That's easy. And they just a barrel. keep doing this. And totally. you're just like, I'm the auctioneer. This is so amazing. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> doing my job for me. I like I know. it. I know. Okay. So we've talked about a lot of psychology aspects. Let's, let's dive into, you know, some of the ways that um, these could be used to in, inspire bidding, I guess is the way to say it. So we just talked about one. Which was? Appeal to personal aspirations. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Didn't you just say that could be you on the beach? Totally. That could yeah. be you with that cocktail in your hand, the sun in your face, living your best life. Right. Or even like, you know, Lori had mentioned earlier when we were talking about this, you know, that it's a, a professional aspiration, right? So it's something that yep. you can be a part of that will better you, your professional or your monetary gain, whatever. That's that you're giving somebody that what what they see themselves in the future that they can get. Right. We see that. that a lot at conferences. Right. And, right. le- and so let's take this to the fundraising side as well. I know we're talking about auctions. In a lot of cases in auctions, especially live auctions, you're auctioning off things that are going to be kind of tied to people's discretionary incomes. Right. And mm-hmm. Those are personal aspirations for them with the side effect of pr- supporting a charity. But but you could go paddle race side and say, you, do you want to be seen as somebody who's generous, somebody who's providing clean water, somebody who's giving this kid a chance, You know, somebody who's protecting this yeah, woman at a battered woman show, like that kind of stuff. You can start to give people a perception of the, the type vision of, of what they're doing. Yeah, right. yeah, and, right. and kind of what the feel good side of that could look. Totally, like. we had a really great event in December that was just that. You know, they did a great job with their presentations uh, beforehand. The story, the person, the the gal was there who was a member who was part of that video. That as you gave your five thousand dollars and you understood that it could help the, the, uh, someone like this young lady, you had that feeling. You walked right. away with going, "Look what I did." Yeah. This you know, transformation is what yes. your your what dollars my money's doing. Mm-hmm. Will go or towards. even when they yeah. put those when they put donors in the video and they say, yep. "I went to Africa or I went on this trip and I personally witnessed these things." Yep. Yeah. Oh. And, oh. And here's how I, I got, felt about it. Me too. It, right? Yeah. I, and it's an, like I want to be that person. Totally. Oh, we right. had an event in, in October where they the gal was a, they they go to Thailand and she had people that it, it won the auction item the year before, but they went on the the experience with her to do the build the school to meet the young mm-hmm. ladies and they came up the two participants and it was it was that emotional pull of they everyone saw that these people yeah they might have paid a pretty penny for it but they came back changed yeah right. Thank you for joining us for this first part of Psychology of Bidding and a special thank you to Marissa Walters from Wild Hair Auctions. Be sure to join us next week as we conclude this conversation. If you enjoyed our show, please take a moment to leave us a review. You can find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe for more great content. And if you're a fan of video, check us out on YouTube. Until next time, happy fundraising. Happy fundraising.